0: Welcome to the Pop Culture
1: Bicycle Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Pop Culture Bicycle Podcast, where we ride you on our handlebars through the very best and sometimes the worst parts of pop culture media. I am your host, Jake, and alongside me is my co-host, Luke.
0: Happy New Year. You gotta change your background. <laughs> that's a noisemaker. I can't, I don't know how to do a noisemaker.
1: Like you're trying to suck your vape like it was. Alright, so today we uh we got some news for you people. We got some Batgirl movie news, some um, Witcher news, some Marvel news. So let's get right into it. Where and some our-
0: former celebrity news.
1: Yeah. C- certified <laughs> certified psychopath news. Alright, so let's get right into it with Spider-Man crosses $1 billion worldwide, which is really not surprising. Surprised. I mean, it's, it's pretty surprising. It's It becomes the first film of the pandemic era to cross the $1 billion uh, mark at the global true. box office.
0: I-, I do feel like Spider-Man now is like, he's opening up for movies to go back to theaters more instead of being released on streaming. Cause I, I forget what movie it was, but I read an article that they actually stopped it from being released on, like, I think it was HBO Max, to then release it into the theaters because the theaters are doing so well now. Hmm. I, forget, I forget what movie it was.
1: I'm sure I read that too, but I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, so Spider-Man No Way Home becomes Sony's like, most successful movie ever. And it only let's, took 12 days to... Let's give it to, to Marvel. Yeah. yeah it, was de- it was definitely all Marvel. <laughs> it
0: was definitely not Sony's <laughs> yeah, results.
1: The, the last two before the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, they were very questionable.
0: I mean, I I still enjoy the Tobey Maguire ones, but... Yeah, me too. It I, it definitely didn't do. Fun fact, I watched Spider-Man while getting a tattoo. Cool. I know.
1: Uh. I thought Andrew Garfield was a, was, was, an, or was and is an amazing Spider-Man. Just if he was only Spider-Man. for
0: well. Marvel and not Sony.
1: <laughs> yeah, because yeah, the Garfield Spider-Man movies, the fucking the look for Electro and the origin story and fucking origin and look for Green Goblin. Pretty
0: weird. I saw a meme today. No way. I did seen plenty, but this one was funny because it had uh, what's her name, Marissa Tomei, who plays Aunt May. Yeah, Yeah, she did an episode of Seinfeld forever ago, so it had her like with a in a picture with George Costanza. Oh yeah, it's like till someone says otherwise. This is Uncle Ben. Yeah, I saw
1: that. All right, what do you got, son?
0: Well, our favorite superhero, human being, all around good guy. Henry Cavill has stated that he would be willing to do seven, at least seven seasons billion. of The Witcher. Seven
1: billion seasons.
0: If Netflix will let him. they fucking better. They, they better. Because I still, I've been meaning to watch season two, like, every day. I go, yeah. I'm going to watch season two, and then I get caught up. But I might do it tonight. We'll see.
1: Probably but, uh, not.
0: <laughs> When when asked about it, C- Cavill said, "As long as we can keep telling great stories with Anna, but in in the same
1: are uh, saying, interview, are you saying a what,
0: name or honor? I, I said Anna. Right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> like Anna Ferris or oh no, Honor it's with like, an accent?
0: Yeah, it was honor with an accent. <laughs> All right, it's it's like you rack discipline in Anna, you know? Yeah, sure. But, it, <laughs> but in the same interview, the uh, director actually commented and how uh, Henry Cavill is transforming the character by really transforming m- by making him more intellectual and contributing to the script in that way, which I think is good. Like caveat, sorry about my use of like, I will, I will try to do better. I just caught myself doing it more, but yeah. So apparently he'll contribute to the script and it's a, I don't want to say a vast departure from the first one because I didn't. I didn't think he seemed like the dopey fighter type. Yeah,
1: I thought he was in pretty
0: the smart first hand. one, but apparently he he wants to bring intelligence to the character. We'll see how that plays out. Like I said, I haven't watched started season two yet. So is he, is he dumb Maybe in he the already books? has? What's that?
1: Is uh his character like dumb in the books or in the I, games? I've never read the books, Yeah, I've, 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 but Henry
0: Cavill has read the books and apparently yeah. like on set, he'll be like, Oh, we got to use this line from book six, page 670 or what, you know, for an example, I saw that he so was it.
1: unhappy about some of the changes that they made in season two. Really? Yeah. They like changed some character, not Geralt, but I think it was like one of the female
0: characters. They made some changes on and, was very happy about it. the The only changes I've seen is from memes and like the blonde girl, the princess, now yeah. has eyebrows. But yeah, that's all. I, that's all I got on that. I just I am anything that Henry Cavill does, I'm down to watch.
1: I wish fucking Warner Brothers and DC would get their heads out of their ass and fucking make another fucking Superman movie with I Henry agree. Cavill.
0: Henry Cavill, which
1: like Henry Cavill, fucking talks about all the time that he wants to. Continue being Superman, and even and
0: literally, like there, you only have a short amount of time that you can actually like be Superman. Yeah. Like you can't be fifty-seven years old playing Superman, so you want to get him while he's in his prime.
1: Unless they do a Kingdom Come story ad- adaptation where he's super old. Well, not super old, but he's 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 got some gray on his temple.
0: Right. Uh, how how long ago was it, Man of Steel? Uh, twenty like 13 or something like that right i was gonna say 2012 yeah somewhere around there yeah so that's like eight nine nine years ago almost almost 10 years yeah that he got like, his fucking his last and only fucking solo movie yeah like shit or get off the pot let's get another superman movie yeah, and there's
1: even directors like matthew vaughn saying that he that he would like to direct a fucking superman movie
0: which is awesome he said a, a feel good or a well, well, I forget the the terminate the wow terminology terminology that he used, but not such a dark, gritty, more like an upbeat Superman. Which, I mean, if Henry Cavill's in it, I'll watch it no matter what.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't. It's like they're afraid to make another one because they don't know how to make another one. It's definitely not because it was part. It was like Henry Cavill's Superman was part of. Uh, Zack Snyder's uh, universe because Jason Momoa is still Aquaman, Gal Gadot is yeah. still so fucking Wonder Woman, who
0: uh, apparently Gal Gadot is supposed to be playing. Uh, they're they're doing another, uh, sn- I think a Snow White remake, and yeah. she's playing like the evil queen or something like that. I don't, like, even,
1: I don't even, like I. I watched Snow White in the Huntsman or whatever, and uh-huh. I think there was another one. That I watched, and I couldn't tell you what happened in either of them.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't watch either of them just because I'm, I'm a 30-year-old man. I don't mean to watch those, but, <sighs> like, yeah, I just read that today, actually, and I was like, I don't care. Like, it, I just don't care. I don't. It, it, there's, it's getting to the point where movies are just remakes of other movies. Yeah. And that, not, that does not make me excited to watch them.
1: All right. Speaking of DC, Michael Keaton joins the Batgirl movie. So Keaton is, rep- is reprising his role as Batman in the upcoming Batgirl movie. He Wait, joins. Uh, he's
0: reprising Batman? Yeah. Whoa, I didn't know that.
1: He's reprising his Batman in the Flash movie, too. I
0: didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't even know there was a Flash movie. I'm wow. so bad with comic book movies. Get
1: on the internet, Boomer. <laughs> um, yeah, he joins J.K. Simmons's. Commissioner Gordon, speaking of characters from Zack Snyder's uh, DC movies, he's coming back for some reason. What the fuck is DC doing? Who the fuck yeah, knows? I don't know. uh, and he, he also joins Brendan Fraser as Firefly. And Can
0: I just say? No, you can't. Just round of applause for Brendan Fraser. I was
1: going to say, you better not fucking talk shit about Brendan. Fraser. No,
0: I, I love Brendan Fraser. I just want to. I know the whole world shitted on him for a second, but. Glad he's back, and he, I feel like he's back in the right roles for him.
1: Yeah, yeah, like Robot Man and fucking Doom patrol. Yeah, that was great. And he he was in another movie that was on HBO Max. I Can't remember the name
0: of it, but it was pretty good in that. George of the Jungle. Yep, yeah. nailed it. I used to watch that all the time as a kid. Loved Brendan Fraser. That's... and the Mummy.
1: Yeah,
0: I've
1: i watched like a couple of the Mummy movies, but never really a huge fan
0: i i didn't like the scorpion king with shitty cgi dwayne johnson Uh but the mummy was good yeah the
1: hollywood reporter noted that it was possible that he could become akin to samuel jackson's nick fury in the mcu so like being like a mentor and getting everyone together and whatnot that's cool
0: I like that. Yeah, like, usually when you hear of a uh, actor who played a big role, like, like Spider-Man or Superman, Batman, like, usually when you hear that, like, oh, yeah, they signed on to this project, and it's another Batman or whatever hero they played, they're, like, a character, but it's, like, a nod that, like, hey, he used to be Batman in an old oh, movie. Yeah. Usually they don't get to reprise their old roles, so I'm actually really excited for that. Me too.
1: Yeah, it seems like DC is doing their multiverse, starting with the Flash movie, or they're just creating things without having an actual plan. That no sounds like DC. Idea. They're just, I don't, I, I don't know. It's, it's
0: just, it, it's getting confusing at this point. I understand.
1: Yeah, like Robert Pattinson, where the fuck does his Batman? Right, because they have a different Alfred, and fucking, well,
0: didn't you hear Christian Bale at the end of the Dark Knight? He said anybody can be Batman. So maybe they're going off that. Like anybody can be Batman.
1: (laughs) They just have a whiteboard in their meeting room that just says that.
0: (laughs) It's like they have to go downstairs to their offices and it's like up above the stairs and they gotta hit it like a championship game every day. Yeah, that's anybody can be Batman. That's like they have a Rolodex full of potential actors. (laughs) Pretty white.
1: Eh. (laughs) Save that one.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Not my first choice, but hey, they'll watch it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Fucking Betty White. All right. What else you got, Buster?
0: Uh, I have an update on the story that I reported last week of Devin Rattray, otherwise known as Buzz McAllister from Home Alone. So apparently, he has been charged. Last week, he said there was no charges pressed, but apparently, he has been charged. And we got. More details as to why it happened. So, here we go. It's here we go. B-
1: Buckle in, folks. This is a fun story.
0: <laughs> so, uh, he's been charged with uh, felony domestic assault. Because, of course. Uh, it says the 44-year-old actor turned himself into Oklahoma City Police on Wednesday after a warrant was issued for his arrest. I don't know why they just didn't arrest him there. Yeah. And had to issue a warrant later. But... There's that. He was booked for domestic assault and battery by strangulation, a felony, as well as misdemeanor domestic assault and battery. Uh, he was released after posting $25,000 bonds, so at least he, he he still has at least $25,000, right?
1: That, that, that was all of his
0: money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, woman rat- <laughs> the woman identified as Rat Tray's girlfriend filed a police report on December 10th following an altercation the evening before, so that's why he was not Arrested because she didn't report it until the next day. Weird. Uh, Rattray was intoxicated when he became angry with the woman after she gave away an autographed photo of him without charging for it. <laughs>
1: what the fuck? What a fucking nut job.
0: Yeah, well, first of all, who's trying to get autographed photos of Buzz yeah, McAllister. Maybe
1: she was trying to get money for
0: it. The person's <laughs> like, I ain't fucking paying for that. Yeah. She's like, ten bucks. He's like, I ain't paying. She's like, fine, just take it.
1: <laughs> She's like five bucks. Nope. Uh fifty cents. Hell no.
0: Or it's like, uh, how much did you get for my headshot? Five bucks. God damn it, you know they're worth at least seven fifty. i I that's all the details I have right now. Uh I, I, I kinda wanna see more about this. Like, is he gonna go to like jail for a while? You think, or is it like he doesn't have the celebrity to like escape jail? I don't think not anymore. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, he was just in Home Sweet Home Alone, so
0: yeah. His, like five people watched that.
1: His star power might have fucking <laughs> went up like
0: point zero five percent to negative point four percent. Uh
1: Norman Reedus is. Ooh. Allegedly cast as Ghost Rider in the MCU, really? Allegedly, big, big, huge billboard lighter though that says allegedly. Uh, Marvel reportedly met with an actor for the role of Ghost Rider, and Redis the other day fueled speculation by liking a few tweets that suggested that actor should that the actor should play Ghost Rider, and even shared fan art of him as Ghost Rider. So either he got cast or he really wants to play a Ghost Rider. Yeah,
0: I, I could see that. I think I could see that more than Nick Cage.
1: Yeah. I think people watched The Walking Dead and saw Norman Reedus' character ride a motorcycle and they're like, put him in as Ghost Rider.
0: That was so long ago. I know. It's like it was in production hell or whatever. Would you would you watch it at least? I haven't watched Norman Reedus in anything in a while. I'd watch it. Yeah, I, I like Norman Reedus as as an actor. Do you remember that old? The, there was a video game called Silent Hills or something like that. PT. It was supposed to have yeah. PT just stood for playable trailer though. Yeah, yeah, like that. I uh, like uh, it's the last thing I remember seeing Norman Reedus in in a long time. And was that in, was forever ago.
1: He was in that video game Death Stranding.
0: Was he? Yeah, he was the main character. So maybe he like took a break from acting to be like video game guy, and then I, he's like, I'm ready to be a hero. I think... Anti-hero.
1: I think... Um, is The Walking Dead still going?
0: I th- I don't think so. I think that ended, and then there was like Fear of the Walking Dead, and I think that didn't get good reviews either. Fear of the Walking Dead was during The Walking Dead. Really, I I don't yeah. I guess I don't know. I stopped watching it because it was just the same yeah'
1: ass bullshit.
0: Yeah, they would go into a town. Rick would somehow fuck it up, and then they'd have to leave said town, and then so, on to the next one. where Rick will fuck it up.
1: Someone will get bitten by a zombie in one yeah. episode out of twenty two episodes per season. And, and yeah,
0: it it was. I, just, it, I liked it. I really liked it at first. Like it was yeah. a good show at first, and then it just cut and got monotonous. So I stopped watching it. Yeah, it was
1: just them. St- Fucking slowly walking somewhere, hanging out somewhere, and there might, Oral. Be, might be some drama.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's, I mean, the zombies aren't, like, like, runners. They're slowly walking, and you just stab them in the head or lob them in the head. You're good. They're definitely, get
1: it. They're definitely straight away from the source material. For sure. or sure. For show. Yeah. Um, Greg Nicotero, the guy that brought back the Creep Show series. Oh, really? Yeah, he did The Walking Dead for a while. Fun fact.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that. That's cool. Uh, did you ever read any of the comic books?
1: Yeah, I read because Goat had first two graphic novels or three. Oh, okay. And, and I think I read them, but didn't finish the series. Hmm. Uh,
0: I, I didn't I honestly I was the type of like I didn't even know this was a graphic novel before it was a show you're a boomer I am
1: comics I don't care about that damn
0: Man. <laughs> all I care about is action comics from 1953 or whatever <laughs> did we ever come up with a name for our next segment oh uh, no segment okay alright I just want to make sure before am I introducing it then yeah All
1: right. Now we continue the story. All right, that's all we got for the news segment for this week, and we move on to our next segment that I would say is beloved by everyone worldwide.
0: Everyone loves this segment. I love this segment. You love this segment. And if you love this segment, come up with a name for this segment.
1: Uh, Yeah, come up with a catchy name that isn't. Come up with a
0: catchy name. Put it in the Instagram comments or leave it in a review. Five stars. Whatever. Or but email this segment, to us
1: at popculturebicycle at gmail There
0: you go. This segment is what we're reading and or watching. Woo-hoo! See how it doesn't really flow off the tongue? I like it.
1: Stick it on a bumper sticker.
0: What Here, you've been watching?
1: I watched Tick Tick Boom, which is the Andrew Garfield musical that's on Netflix. Oh yeah. yeah that, is it any good? Yeah, it's really good. Really? Yeah. I hate musicals because they're like over the top and cheesy and it's cringy most of the time, but I I really like this one. I think the last
0: musical I watched was The Greatest Showman, and that was pretty good. When they glorified fucking P.T.
1: Barnum, even though it was a piece of shit in real life. Sure did. Uh, Tick, Tick, Boom is directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda, which people know him from being a super famous (laughs) Broadway Director, I he made the the Hamilton musical. Oh, really? He had that Into the Heights movie, musical movie on HBO. that was fucking cheesy. I got through like ten minutes of it.
0: Usually, if the the genre says musical, I'm like, "Eh, I'm out. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really try.
1: Like kids' movies that fucking have singing in them. Like this is fucking garbage.
0: Yeah, my uh my it's daughter's so super cringy. into Encanto or whatever and that has a lot of singing in it and she's like listening to the soundtrack and I'm like
1: Is that the new Disney animated movie?
0: Yeah. I thought so. I haven't watched yeah, it. Yeah, they put it on Disney Plus, so For free, right? Yeah. Not in the premiere whatever. I don't know. I paid thirty bucks for the premiere thing, so it might be. Uh, months and months and months ago and I've been able to just watch whatever they put on it. But.
1: Anyways, who cares about that fucking movie? We're talking about this movie.
0: Hey you asked. Uh Sir.
1: this movie is an autobiographical musical about Jonathan Larson and his quest to become a successful theater composer while navigating love, friendship and the pressures of life as an artist in New York City. So um like Jonathan Larson he created Rent. Oh okay. Broadway musical rent like this movie's like filled with like big broadway names none of which i know really because correct like i I recognize two two people from hamilton and Len manuel has a cameo in the movie that's that's all i fucking recognize because i don't watch broadway shit right i don't watch
0: musicals whatever you love the tony awards
1: uh fuck tony and (laughs) and his award uh yeah this this is like a like a quote-unquote rock musical so hmm. i was and i liked andrew garfield like i was stated earlier and right i was like fuck dude i give it a shot can't be any worse than into the heights uh that stars andrew garfield alexandra ship who was in like the last three fox x-pen movies as a young storm oh okay and vanessa hudgens I, I know people. that name. She's from High School Musical. Oh but, yeah, 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 yeah. But that I makes guess sense. I guess she's like had roles like on Broadway or off Broadway. I don't know. I, I don't know what those terms mean. But she, I think,
0: I think if it's on Broadway, it's literally played on Broadway Street, and then if it's off Broadway, it's just not on that street. Whatever. I'm pretty sure. I don't. Whatever. I, yeah.
1: But v- Vanessa Hudgens, she was in like Rent and that. Hairspray. I'm just making that one up as Maybe, musical. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> Andrew Garfield learned how to sing for the for this film, dedicating a year to training his voice. Really? Yeah. Uh, was he good?
0: It, yeah. Yeah.
1: Wow. Lynn Manuel Miranda said that him and Andrew Garfield like share a massage therapist. And um this was in like the early stages of Lynn Manuel Miranda creating uh tick tick boom and he was a fan of Andrew Garfield so he asked like the massage therapist if he knew how to sing and the massage therapist was like, Yeah, totally. And then she calls up <laughs> or he he calls up Andrew Garfield, the massage therapist, and he's like, Hey, do you know how to sing? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, he played Spider Man. He can sing. Um yeah like I mentioned, Larson wrote the infamous musical Rent, but he sadly passed away the day of its first off-Broadway preview performance from an aortic dissection. Or Ooh. dissection? Yeah.
0: I don't know what that means, but it's something with the heart.
1: Uh, I think it's like an aneurysm, kind of, I but in the heart. You just
0: have that? Ugh. But, That's scary.
1: Yeah, that, I, I don't like musicals where they like open up the set and have this great, grand musical number. Like mm-hmm. And it tr- the, like the set transforms into a different set, and like it it does that kind of once in one musical number, but not
0: over the top cheesy way. Are there people doing backflips? Uh, maybe I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All the musical numbers were were really good and definitely super catchy.
0: Heck yeah. So are you bumping that in your car now? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. What's up? Show tunes.
1: I like to drive past the, the police station and roll down my windows. And When a cop looks at me, I'm like, tick, tick, boom.
0: <laughs> and then you get charged with terrorism. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, tick, tick, boom on Netflix. Highly recommend it.
0: I am sad to report. I haven't watched a lick of anything.
1: the fuck? Have you I- read anything?
0: I I actually started reading uh, Ready Player Two. I actually took the time to read, to read part <laughs> of the first chapter, the
1: title page.
0: Yep, and it's cool so far. So far, but also nothing's really happened. The main character has received like this haptic helmet that connects, kind of like I, I don't want to say it like connects to a spinal cord, but allows him to operate his avatar just by thinking instead of, like, using a controller or whatever. He got that from, uh... Halliday? Yeah. Like, the the egg that he won, it was actually inside the egg. So that's cool. So
1: so is it a direct sequel to Ready Player One?
0: Yeah, it, it literally takes place, it says, like, the very first few lines, he's like, after winning the whole thing last time, he took nine whole days off and then went back in, so... Wow, it's good for him. It, and apparently he's in like an office in a skyscraper for whatever the company's name is now. So that's cool, but like I said, I've only read half the first chapter, so I have nothing like, oh my god, did you, can you imagine this happening? It, it's kind of just non consequential stuff so far. Well, hopefully it's a hopefully it's a good book. I hope so too. I'm I'm weary because. People have stated that the second book is not as good as the first one. Yeah, I've which read,
1: i read and heard that too.
0: It, that makes sense, but so far it has the same feel. It has like the same kind of like '80s references and stuff like that in it. So far, so it, it's keeping my keeping me entertained. I just need to have more time to read more of it. Nice. Is that all you got? That's all I got. I, I wow. I've been reading and then doing website stuff so I haven't been watching T V. Disappointing. Sorry. Disappointing.
1: So I right, I guess we'll go into our next segment, which is real good movie of the week. Real good movie of the week. Last week we were given Remlins from nineteen eighty four, which I'm sure everyone has heard of at least, which is about these gremlins.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so even last week, when we realized, I'm like, "Wow, I haven't watched that movie in forever." Yeah, and same. then, as I was watching it, I'm like, "I forgot everything that same. happened in this movie." The only so thing was I like remember watching is, it for the first time. The
1: only thing I remember is the like that lady's chair goes shooting out the window.
0: <laughs> yeah, I want to state the gremlins killed an old lady. Good. Granted, she was a bitch. Yeah. So it's okay and, in eighties land. And I remember the the bar scene, and that's pretty much it. I didn't even remember the bar scene. Like I'm like I, wow. It was like fresh eyes. I completely forgot that Corey Feldman was in this. I I kind of assumed because Corey Feldman was in every 80s movie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess the main character Billy and Corey Feldman's character were like best friends. But really, it seemed like there was at least like a 10 year age difference yeah.
0: between them. I guess 80s though, so unless the main character Billy is like one of those kids that like had a beard and it was like six foot four in high school and you're like, You're at least thirty, I don't know what you're doing here. <laughs>
1: How many times did you get held back? All right. So a lot of people think that Steven Spielberg directed this movie, but it was directed by Joe Dante and written by Chris Columbus. And Chris Columbus went on to direct the Home Alone one and two, Home Alone, one. yeah. Couple of a the bunch of other things. Harry Potter movies. Was uh, it
0: executively produced by Spielberg? Yeah, because it had Spielberg's name.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. It was produced by Spielberg. Uh, I think this was when he first created his movie studio, the one with the logo with ET. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, the movie is about a young man. Inadvertently breaks three important rules concerning his new pet and unleashes a horde of malevolently mischievous monsters on a small town.
0: Nice alliteration.
1: That's right. <laughs> uh, when I wrote down mischievous, uh, I was like, "Is say mischievous?" Like, no, there's there's not enough fucking not enough syllables in this, so I had to.
0: Fucking- I think it's one of those words where it's like the real word is mischievous, but everyone just says mischievous, and it's not. The, it's like the same thing, but. People just say it wrong? I don't know. All right, I don't know either. Get didn't do it. Let's do it. The movie
1: opens in Chinatown with Randall Peltzer introducing himself. He says he's an inventor and has a story to tell. A kid brings Randall into his grandfather's shop to find a present for his son. Instead, Randall tries to sell the grandfather his latest invention, the bathroom the buddy. The bathroom buddy. While pitching his invention, Randall keeps, he, get, keeps getting distracted by a creature making a noise. Randall goes over to the noise, and the grandson tells him that it's a mogwai. Randall tries to buy the mogwai for $200, but the grandfather says that it isn't for sale. The grandson sneaks the mogwai outside and sells it behind the grandfather's back since they need the money. He tells Randall that there are three rules that must be followed when it comes to the mogwai. One, keep it out of the light. Two, keep it away from water. And three, never feed him after midnight, no matter how much it begs. The movie then introduces us to the main character Billy. He's running late, trying to get his car started to get to work. Can't get it started, so he takes his dog and runs through town. He passes by a lot of local stores and a random Burger King that is pitch black inside. Yeah. <laughs> so also,
0: I have a fun fact about his town. It oh, is yeah. actually the same set as Back to the Future.
1: Same town name too.
0: Yeah. Like I, I was watching it, I'm like that. That that has to be the set because it's like that square with those. I don't even know, park in the middle. I'm like, that's exactly Back to the Future set. And I looked it up, I'm like, hey, I'm right. I'm cool. Hey, yeah, that uh, random Burger King was weird though.
1: Yeah, you could tell they just put the put the name on the on the fake building.
0: Yeah, Burger King's like, we'll give you some money if you put our our restaurant in there and they're like, done. And they put it on an old bank.
1: Yeah, if they wanted to have an actual working, quote unquote working Burger King, they would have like lights on with people working inside and people yeah going, going in and out eating their whoppers and showing the their bird king bags to to the camera man that makes
0: me want a whopper they got me
1: billy is a bank teller at a dope bank that allows you to bring your dog to work
0: yeah i was like he can just do that that's awesome
1: fucking 80s man apparently billy's co-worker is the other main character kate she asked billy to sign a petition declaring dory's pub a landmark Mrs. Deagle is trying to get the lease taken away, saying that it's a public nuisance. We are now introduced to Mrs. Deagle. Someone says good morning to her, and she snaps back with, uh, what's good about it?
0: She's a bitch. A pleasant lady. Uh, also, uh, Kate is the hot chick from Fast Times.
1: I don't think I've ever watched Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Or maybe that's, I did, I just don't that's remember it. That super
0: iconic like scene where she's coming out of the pool from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That's her.
1: Mrs. Deagle goes into Billy's work and proceeds to cut in front of everyone in line. Yeah. She says that Billy's dog broke her imported porcelain snowman. Billy asks how much he owes her, and she says she doesn't want money. She wants Billy's dog, Barney. Mrs. Deagle wants to take Barney to the pound and have it put to sleep. Yeah, looked- I, I was like,
0: I didn't even hear about the porcelain snowman. I was like, why does she want to kill his dog so bad? <laughs> it made no sense. I'm like, she's just a bad person.
1: She says it'll be quick and painless compared to what she'd do to him. Billy asks what she'd do to Barney and she says she'd put him in her spin dryer on a high heat and a random stranger agrees with her for some fucking reason.
0: Yeah, he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that, that'll that, do that's, it. How I, that's how I'd kill a
1: dog. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Barney gets loose, hops on the counter, breaks what's left of Mrs. Deagle's dumb snowman and barks at her like a good boy he is. Barney starts tugging on her sleeve and people rush to her aid. Mrs. Deagle's dumbass feigns that she has a weak heart. because like, uh, I got a weak heart. And like people look away and she starts fucking bitching at Billy. And then people look back at her. She's
0: like, uh. Yeah. I would have okay. just let Barney keep at it. Like, screw you, lady.
1: And like everyone was on her side, even though yeah. the whole town knows that
0: she's a huge bitch.
1: Uh, Mrs. Deagle calls Billy a loser, like his father, and goes back to whimpering about her fake-ass, weak-ass heart. <laughs> Oh yeah, the stars. The stars, Judge Reinhold, who plays, um, mm-hmm. what's his face from the Santa Claus?
0: I mean, Judge Reinhold looks the exact same. Yeah, like we. Uh, I just watched uh, the Santa Claus not that long ago. I'm like, yeah, he looks the exact same, and that that movie's twenty years later.
1: Is that twenty years later.
0: Yeah, because Gremlins is like eighty eight. No, eighty four. Eighty four. So even more because the Santa Claus is like ninety eight or ninety five. Somewhere around there, at least 10, at least around 10 years.
1: Yeah. Oh, you said 20.
0: Did I say 20? Ah, oh, whatever.
1: Uh, yeah. Judge Reinhold plays Gerald, who is a kiss-ass to his and Billy's boss, and is apparently Billy's enemy. Billy heads home and helps his mom make dinner. He uses an egg-cracking machine that his father invented, and it fails to do its job properly. Like, it's just fucking up those eggs, putting a bunch yeah, of fucking... It- Pretty much full eggs inside this fucking bowl with the shell and everything. Randall arrives home with his gift for Billy. Billy asks what its name is, and Randall says Mogwai, but he just calls it Gizmo.
0: Gizmo, which is a great name.
1: Billy's mom, Lynn, takes a photo of Billy with Gizmo. The camera flash freaks out Freaks Gizmo out, and he hops out of Billy's arms into Randall's. Randall then explains the three important rules about the Mogwai. We then cut to Billy in his room with Barney and Gizmo. Billy is playing his electric keyboard, and Gizmo is imitating the key noises. It is absolutely adorable. Uh, Adorable. Billy wakes up the next morning and uses an orange juice juicing machine that his dad invented. It malfunctions, of course. He's pretty much the predate to Tim the Toolman Taylor.
0: Oh, hey. It's a good ad. speaking of another Santa Claus tie-in. Yeah. Tim Allen.
1: Corey Feldman plays Pete. Pete works at the local Christmas tree lot and brings a tree to Billy's house. Billy brings Pete up to his room and introduces him to Gizmo. Pete's dumbass knocks over water on a Gizmo. Gizmo freaks out and and little balls of fur start shooting off of him, which I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember that. Like even those. Yeah, me th- neither. Even those little balls of fur? I'd fucking just light on fire.
0: Yeah, I I always wonder, what. like, they're always, like, worried about him. Like, just kill him with fire. Like, Uh, I I get it. It's like a, I mean, it's the same as a puppy you don't want. Like, I get it, you don't want to kill it, but it's also like a gremlin. Of course uh, they don't know that.
1: Fucking thing. Fucking alien. The fur balls grow into innocent-looking mogwai. Pete tries to touch one of the mogwai, one of the new mogwai, and it snaps at his finger. Billy tells him... (laughs) Billy tells his dad that the mogwai multiplies with water. Randall gets the idea to sell the mogwai as pets all across America.
0: Which is a great idea if they were all gizmo.
1: Yeah. Billy wakes up in the middle of the night to Barney whimpering. He goes outside to find Barney strung up by Christmas lights. Billy takes the mogwai to school to show his science teacher. He proceeds to... Put a drop of water on one one of the Mogwai, like an idiot. The science teacher asks Billy if he can have one of the Mogwai, and Billy agrees. Billy and Kate talk to Mr. Futterman, the the local plow guy, into walking home since he's drunk. Billy and Kate are walking home. Kate tells Billy about holiday depression, which is pretty big for a movie that came out in 84.
0: That's true. Yeah, I figured they don't really talk much about mental health in the 80s. They're like, oh, rub some dirt on it.
1: Yeah. Be a man.
0: Rub rub some dirt on your brain.
1: Billy asks Kate on a date, and she says, You betcha, buster. Love it. We cut back to the science teacher, where he takes an enormous blood sample from one of the tiny mogwai. Yeah, huge. The new mogwai are whining, so Billy gets them a giant plate of chicken since it isn't midnight yet. The science teacher, whose name I just looked up is Roy, is still still at his lab after 2 a.m., with his mogwai, he takes off for the night, and says he's an idiot, he leaves his sandwich too close to the cage.
0: I also thought about that. I'm like, what a disgusting human being who just like, oh, I'm just going to go leave this sandwich here on the counter overnight.
1: And then and then he grabs a bag of chips yeah. and starts eating Like, why not just take the fucking sandwich?
0: It's not like someone gave you that sandwich and you don't like it. You made that sandwich yeah. to eat.
1: And he, even... If you like, wasn't hungry for a sandwich, there's probably a fucking trash on the way out. Yeah. Just don't. That's how you get ants. Also, he's a fucking, like, a high school science teacher. Why are you still there after hours? What are you doing? Take the fucking Mogwai home. You're not getting paid to be there anymore. <laughs> Billy wakes up the next day to find the Mogwai in some sort of cocoons. Billy's mom Lynn asks him if he fed them after midnight, which he insists he didn't. But when he goes over to check his clock, he finds the plug wire has been chewed through, so the time was stuck on eleven thirty five PM. <gasps> also, what are you doing up past midnight on a school night, young man?
0: Yeah. Get to Jeez. bed.
1: Or work. I don't know what day it is. <laughs> Mrs. Deagle once again cuts to the front of the line at the bank and demands that Billy deposits a check into her account. She asks Billy where his "quote unquote" psychotic canine is. She says that Billy better keep Barney behind locked doors because if she catches him, he's in for a slow death.
0: Uh, I, at this one, like you're just repeating the scene from last time,
1: and there's all these people that can fucking hear. Yeah. Especially the person behind her. I'd be like, yo, what the fuck, bitch? Get to the back of the line. <laughs> fucking crazy. I'm going to call yeah, the cops because he's happen. threatening this, this young man's dog. You're fucking up my day. All the gross Mogwai cocoons start hatching, including Roy's, during his class. Roy calls Billy ecstatic about the cocoon hatching. Billy is apparently allowed to leave during his shift because he tells Roy he'll be right there. Yeah, no one leave. Gives a shit about their job just, apparently. Yeah, you can just come and go. You have an unlimited
0: amount of money. You have Judge Reinhold like on your ass and you're like, "Nah, I'll just leave halfway through my shift. It's fine." Yeah. And Which, not just not, Did not, we ever not, see Judge Reinhold the rest of the movie? Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, er- earlier um before they tell or be- before they convince Mr. What's his name? Futterman? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh to walk home instead of driving his plow they at at the at the pub and Judge Reinhold's character
0: comes in. Oh yeah, it's like berating Billy. Yeah, he's like, I,
1: I'm twenty-three and I'm assistant manager or some shit and Shut in up, ten judge. years I'll inst I'll inherit the bank or in some shit.
0: T- ten years I'll be a psychiatrist who doesn't believe in Santa Claus. Who wears some dope ass sweaters. <laughs> Uh, Roy
1: is alone in his dark classroom, trying to find and coax his mogwai with a Snickers. He reaches under his dark-ass desk with a candy bar, and the, mog- and the mogwai starts biting him. Roy finds, or B- Billy finds Roy unconscious, and or dead, under his yeah. desk with a syringe really in his state. ass. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to like straight-up put dead, because I don't know how he died. He got bit on the hand. He just Maybe died. that
0: syringe was poisoned.
1: <laughs> the Billy or the Billy. The gremlins what? in Billy's room have gizmo on a dartboard and are throwing darts at him like assholes. Like assholes. Billy calls his mom and tells her to get out of the house, but she decides to go searching for the gremlins. She kills one by sticking it in a blender, another by stabbing it, and a third by blowing it up in the
0: microwave. She's a fucking badass. Yeah, dude. just
1: unleash her on the on the, <laughs> the fucking town. For real. To kill all the fucking gremlins because Billy's not doing shit.
0: No, and he doesn't this whole movie. Spoiler alert:
1: Lynn gets attacked by a gremlin hiding in the Christmas tree. <laughs> the gremlin starts fucking like choking her with Christmas lights. Billy shows up and hits the gremlin to the, into the fireplace. Billy finds Gizmo in the in the laundry chute. Billy and Gizmo track the head gremlin Stripe to the YMCA. Stripe jumps into the pool to create a shit ton of a shit ton more fucking gremlins.
0: Real quick, I, I'm gonna go back for a second. So I was thinking about Don't this during it. the movie. All right, what you when got? when Billy finds Roy and the the gremlin goes busting out, and he cut his hand or whatever, and he goes to like the nurse's office and he wraps it up, and then he goes running from the school. How suspicious does that look? Like he's <laughs> running out with a taped up hand, and then they go into the room he was just at, and there's Roy laying on the floor with a syringe in his ass like well i i thought that was gonna be like a more important storyline but they just never brought it up again
1: and also the cops are garbage though
0: the cops are garbage as
1: billy goes to the police station to explain to the drunk cops about the gremlins they of course don't believe him.
0: i don't think i would have either though
1: the gremlins drive Mr. Foderman's plow through his house and kill him and his wife. Other gremlins are pulling shenanigans around town. The gremlins show up to Mrs. Deagle's house to sing Christmas carols for her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, here's my thing. Where did the gremlins get all these little costumes?
1: I don't know. Pretty cute, though. Super cute. One of the gremlins messes with Mrs. Deagle's electric chair stair thing, so it shoots her up the stairs quick as fuck, and she goes flying out the window.
0: And she's dead.
1: I wish she would have gotten a better slow death, but...
0: like she, I, I wish she would have went through, like, the windshield of the police car.
1: Yeah. Whole town is going to shit with people crashing into buildings and gremlins attacking the radio station. The gremlins are getting drunk at the bar and Kate is serving them alcohol for some reason. Yeah. One of the gremlins opens up his mini trench coat to flash <laughs> Kate, quote-unquote flash Kate uh stripe is playing poker with one of his gremlins and his gremlin girlfriend i assume the girlfriend tells stripe that the friend is cheating because she whispers some gibberish to him so stripe shoots his gremlin friend
0: yeah that that was a scene like a little blurb that did not translate well (laughs) the
1: the whole bar scene is just
0: is just wild
1: kate figures out that gremlins don't like bright lights she's able to escape the bar by using the flash on a polaroid camera Kate tells Billy that the reason she hates Christmas is because when she was nine years old, her and her mom were decorating the tree waiting for her dad to get home. Four or five days go by with the police search and everything, and there still isn't any sign of Kate's dad. She says that the house was cold, so she went to light the fireplace. That's when she noticed a smell. Firemen came and broke open the chimney top. Kate was expecting him to pull out a dead bird or cat, but the firemen pull out her dad in a Santa <laughs> Claus suit i kept expecting like her to say that he was wasted or something and
0: right I-, I thought like he just got stuck and was just like there but i'm like well why didn't they hear the screams and then they explain that he has the heart attack or aneurysm or whatever it was
1: he uh he meant to surprise them on christmas eve but slipped on the chimney and died instantly when he when he broke his neck but also that's gotta be loud like going down yeah, a for sure. going down a fucking chimney, like how do you not hear that? And there's and there's probably some soot and shit and other debris going like falling down into the fireplace. How do you not notice sure. that? For sure. Maybe Kate and her mom are wasted. <laughs> Kate says that's when she figured out there is no Santa Claus. Like how how is there no how? Where is the correlation?
0: First of all, our entire city's in a crisis. Can we do this later?
1: Yeah. Billy and Kate are walking through town, wondering where all the gremlins are. Billy opens the front door of the movie theater, sees a gremlin in the lobby, and jumps to the conclusion that they're all in the theater, just by seeing one gremlin. All the gremlins are watching Snow White. Speaking of Snow White. Yeah, hey,
0: uh, call back.
1: They all start singing along, even though they've never seen the movie. Kate, Billy, and Gizmo go to search for the boiler room. Billy opens up the gas valve and lights a towel on fire. try and blow up the theater the gremlins see kate and billy's shadows behind the movie screen and then they proceed to give chase the movie theater explodes with all the gremlins inside except for stripe who went across the street to a candy store billy and kate go after Stripe to stop him from getting to water again billy tells kate to take gizmo and go find a light switch Billy is chasing and searching for Stripe through the department store. Stripe is beating Billy's ass with, a, with saw blades, baseballs, and a mini crossbow.
0: First of all, like Stripe has to weigh like 15 to- pounds tops. Yeah, I'd say like 2 pounds. Yeah, and like he's like holding Billy down and shit. I'm like, w- what are you doing? Just <laughs> kick him? I don't know. Yeah, Billy,
1: you fucking pussy. Billy is on the verge of passing out when Stripe goes after Billy with a chainsaw. is able to find the store's breaker box and turns on all the lights distracting Stripe. Randall comes back to town with Barney and Barney jumps out of the car to go save Billy, which Barney doesn't even do anything.
0: No, he's a good boy, but he doesn't do anything in this situation.
1: Stripe shoots at Billy with a gun while standing on a water fountain. Stripe is able to dip his hand in the water and his back starts bubbling up. Gross. Gizmo (laughs) opens a window shade to let in light and Stripe starts melting. And like he gives like a 80s horror movie scare where he pops out of the fucking yeah, but the, the, the effect
0: when he was melting was yeah. pretty good. Like it had the skeleton and the skeleton melted, it was good. I liked yeah. it. And
1: fucking the floor, like where he melted, it was like it started bubbling,
0: yeah. And you thought he was going to come back for a second,
1: yeah, or at least his offspring or i don't know how Uh, whatever i don't know what they're supposed to be uh the family is at home watching the news the grandfather that had the mogwai in the beginning shows up in their home to collect gizmo he just shows up like no one hears him come in he just shows up (laughs) up behind them all and scares the shit out of them. the
0: front door is six feet behind him but he somehow just made it in their house
1: yeah uh the grandfather berates the family telling them that they aren't ready for the mogwai he can apparently understand mogwai and says yeah, right. that Gizmo has something to say to Billy, and Gizmo says, Bye, Billy! Which reminded me of um, the It movies where little Georgie... Oh, yeah. Comes, like Pennywise is is there, and he's like, Oh, Billy! Could you save me, Billy? Um, the grandfather walks down the road and the credits roll,
0: and that's the end of the movie. And it's a good movie. You notice I didn't have much shit to talk. Yeah, same. It's a good movie. I give it a solid... Seven point five out of ten. Uh, out of ten, Maguire seven. All right, see that. So uh, that's fourteen point five out of twenty. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, it's definitely our best movie yet. Definitely. We need more movies like that. Honestly.
1: Uh, I got, I got a couple of fun facts.
0: Oh, let's hear them.
1: Howie Mandel voices Gizmo.
0: Oh, see, it it kind of reminded me of what was that cartoon that oh, Howie Mandel produced?
1: I don't fucking know.
0: Ah, oh, it was like this little kid. On like a three wheel, ah, uh, whatever. Frank Welker. Remember.
1: Frank Welker voices Stripe. Who Frank Welker is famous for voicing Scooby Doo and Megatron.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Bobby's World. That was the name of the cartoon.
1: Never fucking heard of it. <laughs> uh, Michael Michael Winslow. You know who that is? Yeah, I know who that is. Who's the Police Academy guy? Yeah, the yeah the voice sound effect guy from yeah Police Academy and. And Peter Cullen, who is famous for voicing Optimus Prime, uh, they voice various gremlins. Oh, that's cool. And Gizmo was the inspiration for Furby.
0: Really? Yeah. That's awesome. I didn't, I didn't know that, but it makes sense now that I like, think about it, but yeah. offhand, um, I just didn't think about it. Yeah.
1: All right, we got to find another movie, the Spooky Roulette. Let's do it. Alright, instead of a drum roll, I need you to give me like one of those wheel spinning sound effects.
0: Alright, here we go. Uh, uh, uh
1: the the wind picked it up. Keep going. It, it's strong wind.
0: <laughs> it Stop out of nowhere. Alright, we got Gremlins 2. No way! The new batch. Heck yeah. Although I've heard this is much worse than the first one, I'm still excited for it.
1: I'd imagine. See what the synopsis is. Gremlins 2, the new batch. The Gremlins are back, and this time they've taken control of a New York City media mogul's high-tech skyscraper.
0: Oh, jeez.
1: I'm pretty sure one of the Gremlins is portrays the, like the big boss once they take it over. Nice. And it's rated, right. rated 6.4 out of 10 with 100,000 votes All right. on IMDb. So, Alright. I can handle that then. That's not so bad. Still directed by Joe Dante. Um, new writer, Charles S. Haas. That's Christopher Columbus, but it's just based on the characters created by him. Oh, uh, okay. Still stars Zach Galligan and Phoebe Cates and Howie Mandel. Okay.
0: Okay, let's Let's fucking go, Howie Mandel. All right. Let's
1: fucking go. Let's let's go. Fucking go. All yeah, right.
0: So stay tuned for that one. That's going to be great. I'm actually pretty excited for that.
1: And if you're excited, make sure to fucking send us or leave us like a five-star rating and or a review. Fucking. Then, you can send us an email or voice note at frigging popculturebicycle yeah. at gmail.com.
0: You never call anymore. Right, you never
1: call anymore.
0: Don't even text. You don't even care.
1: You don't even care. (laughs) God, we used to have something together. Now now you just don't even leave any voice notes or reviews. (laughs) So go fucking do that. Go do that. Do it. Do it. Back on the cheek. Do it. (laughs) Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to our executive producer, Justin. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at PopCultureBicycle and on Twitter at PopCultureBike. You can follow me on Instagram at B Diamond designs and Luke at Luke Keyway underscore DG. That's Keyway spelled K-E-W-A-Y. If you have any suggestions for us to read and or watch, email the podcast at PopCultureBicycle at gmail.com or use the hashtag PopCultureBicycle on Twitter. If you would like to support us, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash popculturebicycle.